you are burning thorn bushes and the fire spreads to your neighbor's thorn bushes and other plants and burns it all down, what do you do? Yeah, I think you owe compensation. <laughs> well, right now your insurance covers it. It's so just, I guess. it's so hard to come up with a hook on these yeah. chapters because it's, you know, and they're good. They're they're in scripture, so they are God breathed. But it's like, man, you know, it's we're kind of hit a part of the scripture where it's just a little bit. It's not as easy of a read. We'll it's put it it's that harder way. because again, we're trying to relate to people long ago who lived completely different lifestyles, and yeah. and it, we can't even relate to farmers, modern farmers, because most of us are urban suburban people, you know, living in a you know where we just go to the supermarket to get our food. And so to relate to farmers of, uh, let's say, even farmers today, modern farmers are very different than just one generation ago. It's hard. Then you go back 3,000 years, 2,500 years, man, it's really impossible. Yeah. So that's that's the difficulty we have in this. But yet principles are great because in here, he's going to talk about the protection of property, regulations to for people to protect their property, as well as the responsibility we have to each other, social responsibility. Yep. So, um, well, you listen, you're, you're listening to Between the Lines. I'm Scott. I'm Junior. And we'll start in verse and one. We're about halfway through the podcast already. That's right. <laughs> verse one says, if someone steals an ox or a sheep and then kills or sells it, again, how do we apply that? I don't know. If somebody put it in our realm, if somebody steals a catalytic converter and then sells it, yeah. the thief must pay back oxen for each ox stolen and five four, oxen. Four, five oxen for each ox stolen and four sheep for each. Yeah. So the recompense is beyond what yeah. you stole because it, it needs to be. Stiff, yeah. yeah. Well, that we saw that was Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus had to pay back uh-huh. four times what yep. he took. If a thief is caught in the act of breaking into a house and is struck and killed in the process, the person who killed the thief is not guilty of murder. But if it happens in daylight, the one who killed the thief is guilty of murder. The thief who is caught must pay in full for everything he stole. If he cannot pay, he must be sold as a slave to pay for his theft. If someone steals an ox or a donkey or a sheep and is found to be in the thief's possession then the thief must pay double the value of the stolen animal. If an animal is grazing in a field or vineyard and the owner lets it stray into someone else's field to graze, then the animal's owner must pay compensation for the best of his own grain and crops and grapes. If you are burning thorn bushes and the fire gets out of control and spreads into another person's field, destroying the sheaves or the uncut grain or the whole crop, the one who started the fire must pay for the lost crop. And so, so much of this makes perfect sense. It's just logical protection of people's property. Suppose someone leaves money or goods with a neighbor for safekeeping. They're stolen from the neighbor's house. If the thief is caught, the compensation is double the value of what was stolen. But if the thief is not caught, the neighbor must appear before God who will determine if he stole the property. Suppose there is a dispute between two people who both claim to own a particular ox, donkey, sheep, article of clothing, or any lost property. Both parties must come before God, and the person whom God declares guilty must pay double compensation to the other. Now, suppose someone leaves a donkey, ox, sheep, or other animal like a dog with a neighbor for safekeeping, but if it but it dies or is injured or is taken away and no one sees what happened, the neighbor must then take an oath in the presence of the Lord. If the Lord confirms that the neighbor did not steal the property, the owner must accept the verdict and no payment will be required. But if the animal was indeed stolen, the guilty person must pay compensation to the owner. If it was torn to pieces by a wild animal, the remains of the carcass must be shown as evidence and no compensation will be required. If someone borrows an animal from a neighbor and it is injured or dies when the owner is absent, the person who borrowed it must pay full compensation. If the owner was present, no compensation is required. And no compensation is required if the animal was, was rented for this loss is covered by the rental fee. 
All right, so then we get into social responsibilities, starting in verse 16. If a man seduces a virgin who is not engaged to anyone and has sex with her, he must pay the customary bride price and marry her. But if her father refuses to let him marry her, the man must still pay him an amount equal to the bride price of a virgin, and which is kind of where we get our shotgun weddings concept from. You must not allow a sorceress to live. Hmm. Yeah, again, pretty serious out of the second commandment. Anyone who has sexual relations with an animal must certainly be put to death, something that I can't ever even conceive of, and yet it obviously happened. And he says, I'm not going to let any of that that terrible immorality exist among my people. Anyone who sacrifices to any god other than the Lord must be destroyed. You must not mistreat or oppress foreigners in any way. Remember, you yourselves were once foreigners in the land of Egypt. In fact, they were to welcome them. You must not exploit a widow or an orphan. If you exploit them in any way and they cry out to me, then I will certainly hear their cry. My anger will blaze against you and I will kill you with the sword. Then your wives will be widows and your children fatherless. If you lend money to any of my people who are in need, do not charge interest as a money lender would. That's, you know, that seems pretty extreme here. He's saying you ought to be helping each other out and not taking advantage of other people's difficulties. If you take your neighbor's cloak as a security for a loan, you must return it before sunset because he needs it. The, this coat may be the only blanket your neighbor has. How can a person sleep without it? If you do not return it and your neighbor cries out to me for help, then I will hear, for I am merciful. You must not dishonor God or curse any of your rulers. And so, you know, up until this, verse 28, he is saying that you can't ever, even if another person has made dumb decisions, has put themselves in a bad in a bad way. You can't use that bad way for your to benefit yourself while hurting them. Uh, verse 28, you must not dishonor God or curse any of your rulers, which it's interesting how he puts that together because some of those rulers weren't going to be great rulers, but you're still not to dishonor them because God is still in his sovereignty has been the one who's placed them in that position. Verse 29, you must not hold anything back when you give me offerings from your crops and your wine. You must not. Uh, you must give me your firstborn sons. Now that was in the dedication that we talked yeah, about, we talked about that last, last week. week. Yeah. You must also give me the firstborn of your cattle, sheep, and goats, but leave the newborn animal with its mother for seven days. Then give it to me on the eighth day. Now, again, all that flowed from the Exodus and the tenth plague, and how the people were spared with Passover. You must be my holy people. Holy meaning set apart, unique, special. You are my special, unique people. Therefore, do not eat any animal that has been torn up and killed by wild animals. Throw it to the dogs. There's pictures with all of these things. We could take these apart one by one, but there were pictures that the people of that day understood what the concepts were and why those were given. Um, so, And we're going to get into more justice stuff uh, when we when we read tomorrow, but for right now, let's get into Proverbs. That's right. We are in Proverbs chapter 1, the corresponding chapter for today. And Dad, did you pick out? Yeah, I, I love Proverbs one. There's so much here, and it it it's kind of like you know, for a lot of these proverbs that they they're all they stand on their own. A lot of these proverbs stand all by themselves. Like you could just meditate on one verse all day long, and it could change your life. These are really meaty stuff. And he says he kind of sets the table for it in verse four when he says these proverbs will make the single minded clever. They're, oh, not single, simple minded clever. A simple-minded, a person who really doesn't think through their decisions very well. But if you pay attention to these, these proverbs, it'll help you to become clever. They will give knowledge and purpose to young people. 
And the promise here that, and this is Solomon, and Solomon is writing, you see that back up in verse one, but he, and he, in verse two, he says why. He's writing this to teach people wisdom and discipline and to help them understand wise sayings. These are written to young people and particularly young men that were being raised to get ready for leadership, whatever leadership would be entrusted trust, in them. And he's saying that you, in order to be able to do any of these things, in order to live life well and to have a good life, you've got to have wisdom. And I, I like the emphasis here because it, it's a promise to us that you can grow in wisdom, that you can become more wise, but you have to want it enough to work at it, to pay attention to these wise words, to apply them to your their lives, live according to these things. You got to want wisdom more than you want other things. In well, order sometimes to you run across people who, um, try not to say this in an offensive way, but you can tell they're just not the most educated. They're not very smart. Man, they know scripture like the mm-hmm. back of their hand, yeah. and their lives are quite beautiful and well well put together. Yeah, and that's exactly what Solomon's getting at here. Mm-hmm. It's like learn this stuff, yeah. pursue this content. There was a man who was heavily involved in my ministry early in ministry, and he did. He graduated from the eighth grade. That was the only education he had. Had finished eighth grade, I, and uh, and his his folks needed. I think his dad passed away. They needed him to work on the farm. And he, and so he worked like crazy, but he didn't have much of an education. He, I think knew Norwegian better than he knew English and his grammar wasn't great. And if anybody talked to them, they would think of him as just being his farmer hick. And that guy was just so full of wisdom. He actually, he was a wealthy man. I, I knew him as a wealthy man. And yet you'd see him in the coffee shop, you know, he's dressed like a farmer and talked like a farmer and which, you know, whatever that means. But uh, I, you know, he earned a lot of respect from me in a lot of ways just because of the wisdom he had. And he did. He, he knew the Bible backwards and forwards. All of us can be wise people if we're willing to pay attention to these Proverbs, learn them, and apply them. Yep. What's the, All right. what's the well, national November day today? November 1st is today, and today is Go the Extra Mile Day. Hmm. So, well, that's a teaching from today. Jesus. Right, yeah, something from, and yeah, it's directly from Jesus. Where today can you just go the extra mile? Maybe it's in your, maybe you're married. It's just, I'm going to go the extra mile and mm-hmm. showing, showing respect and honor. Yeah. Uh, maybe go the extra mile with a boss on the assignment today, but pick something today. And maybe even in your own prayer, because again, this comes from Jesus in your own yeah. prayer today. Just say, God, why don't you convict me? Show me that extra mile you want me to go today. Yeah. Go beyond what is expected of you. Right. All right. Well, make it a good day. Yeah. It's good talking to you again. We'll see you tomorrow. Mm-hmm.